Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey everyone. Welcome to another episode of Tell Me Yours, a storytelling podcast with me, your host, Trey Everett. Hello and welcome to another episode of Tell Me Yours. Today on the pod, I am so excited for this guest and this story. She is a brilliant singer-songwriter. She is in a tremendous band that if you haven't heard of them, you absolutely should pause this and go listen to them. They are called The Band Milk. Please welcome to the pod today with a brilliantly funny and wonderful and heartbreaking story, Molly Jane. really excited to be there and it was like safe and everyone was vaccinated which was awesome um or i just don't know if it was just like the people there were super fun but yeah either way it was it was a great time and uh my back hurts and my voice is gone so it was it was a great it was a great party yeah <laughs> it was a great time my back hurts yeah <laughs> i pulled a muscle sounds like a good good wedding I'm paying for it now but it was worth it um <laughs> how are you i'm I am doing really well. I uh, just got my own studio apartment and I've got my childhood piano here with me and my bike and uh, my records and, you know, and myself. So it's been good. It's been like a good time of, you know, transitioning into, um, I think, just like really my own. I've never had my own place before. So this is really a treat and I'm it's huge yeah do you live alone i do yes i do i i i lived alone for a couple years and then i had roommates again just because it was like it made sense and i was going to save a ton of money and then i lived with roommates for about three years and i was like oh i need my own space again like i just need it and so i uh during during the pandemic in june of 2020 i ended up moving back into my own place um and yeah and then I've I've been on my own again since and there's nothing like it like I I do love having like I do love living with something alive like I love living with a person or like a partner or having a roommate I do love that but I also love a plant or a cat or you know what I mean like (laughs) or something yeah Yeah. um I'm also like I'm very much a social butterfly like I recharge around people so I've noticed that like having my own space has been really like a really surprisingly healthy thing for me where it's kind of forced me to like recharge alone. 
Um, yes. And I'm like really thankful that I've been able to kind of like cultivate that skill because it's not something I ever had before. And it's also not something I ever thought I needed before. Like I always thought like, no, I just need to be around people. But I'm like, oh, wait, no, I actually do need to be alone sometimes and like not have anything else or anyone else around me. Um, and so I'm excited for you if this is your first time yes. being alone. It's very exciting. <laughs> yes, it's it's a it is. I totally hear you. And like I'm I. I guess I would also classify myself as someone who I, I love people. I'm a people person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I also know that I like, am very, um, I absorb a lot. I sometimes feel like sponges in situations. Yeah. So like, I've always tried to really value my alone time. But I think that like living alone, it's almost like you have to have the discipline to be able to face your solitude and like it's I'm starting to realize too that like solitude is like it's like almost a skill that you have to like work at and it's a such a beautiful thing that I like I just I moved just from a a house and I was the only woman there and and I'm so glad I did it but it was definitely a, a, a singular experience and so now to have the my own solitude it just feels really it just feels really incredible and I feel also too like I don't know I maybe it's just because I'm like leaning into the theme of solitude right now but it feels like this is I feel like the world really needs some solitude so that we can give to each other from that same place of like no I know I know who I am like I'm pulling from this well of like my own love so that I can like give it back and and share it you know and connect with people so absolutely i don't know i think i'm doing well and i love it i love it i love that so much i'm excited for you um but yeah kind of kind of just like piggybacking off what you were just saying i i think like if the pandemic did nothing else i think it kind of forced us to like really sit with ourselves and i think now that like I mean, obviously, acknowledging we are still very much in a pandemic. There's still thousands of people losing their lives every single day to this virus, which is tragic and was, I think, very avoidable. Knowing that, though, if it did nothing else, it, like, really gave us a chance to, like, sit with ourselves. And now that we're sort of starting to come out on the other end, um, I think you've seen – we're seeing a really stark contrast between the people that chose to change – and the people who refuse to. And it's interesting to me because like that, I think yes. that's dangerous a little bit. And I think we're seeing it with like vaccination rates, like the people who like chose to change are much more willing to help each other out and to get vaccinated and to wear masks on planes and all this kind of stuff. And then the people who refuse to are not. And it's sad yeah. to me um, just because like I said, like I think a lot of it was avoidable, but at the same time, I'm kind of appreciative of it because like, I know who I want to invest in emotionally and with my time and with my energy. And it's the people yeah. who d- kind of reacted the same way that I did. And were like, Hey, I need to sit with myself and I need to like, understand that my decisions are n- never just about me. Like, even if I'm alone, even if I'm single, even if whatever the circumstances, like the decisions I make every day affect everyone around me. Um, I prefer yes. those people. Yeah. <laughs> with that awareness. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> A hundred percent. I could not agree more. Um, it is it is fascinating and terrifying and enriching and enlightening yeah. to be alive right now and to be living through all of this. And 
Yeah, and and I can also say that I am so, I'm so grateful that one I was able to like, you know, because it's it's not like everyone got the opportunity to like take that time. You know, a lot mm. of people were were working or weren't able to you know go on unemployment. A- absolutely, so yeah, absolutely. Like I'm super grateful that I was one of those people that did have that privilege. At the time, I was actually. I mean, this kind of goes very naturally into the story, I guess I was going to tell. So this um, is what's so funny about having done this podcast now, because like I started recording episodes in November and I have right now, currently I have episodes scheduled through like mid to late July. So like I have a ton that I've done oh, <clears throat> and I've noticed dude. the first ones I started recording, it was very much like chat, 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 awkward pause okay, you're going to tell me a story. And then I would like kind yeah, of force yeah. that segue. But I've noticed the yeah. more I start to do them, like this is what exactly what happens where it's like we just talk and then it like naturally blends into the story, which is amazing. Uh, so I don't and have that's to. Such a, I feel like that's such a testament though to like the type of person you are. And I'm so, <laughs> I'm so honestly like Trey, there's nobody else, really, there's truly nobody else that I, who's a friend of mine at least, who I, would think, you know, they'd be great at doing a podcast and like having a podcast of just being that person to just be that person and, and do that. There's nobody else other than you that I think is so, you're just such a graceful converser and you're always there for the moment and you're mm. such a yes and person. So it, I think it would make sense to me. And it was such a testament of, of the, the kind of like converser you are that things would eventually, and sounds like, it happened pretty quickly and it ended up you you ended up finding a, a very natural rhythm to be I, able to like well, post I, you I know appreciate that so much um yeah uh, but that being said you're about to segue yes. into your story which was great yes i'm so happy it happens on national awesome um, also thank you for doing this i'm so excited to chat with you i love you you're wonderful oh my gosh all of i the, love all you all of the brilliant adjectives about an artist that i could say like i've I've said to you and I will continue to say to you as long as we know each other. So Oh my thank god. You. Well I am thank you. I am your mirror. We are mirrors. We're mirror friends. Um yeah, it's just funny because I guess we were talking about solitude and I I think I was just saying I was really grateful to be able to have the time or to be able to kind of claim my own time, I should mm-hmm. say. Mm. Um, on my own clock and not just the man's. I like that, yeah. Like but that. Um, I was able to, you know, right before the pandemic started, I guess, um, I had just quit this job that I was, I was working for this startup and it was a trip and a half and it just, you know, it, it was a startup. So I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and with any experience with startups. <laughs> We'll understand exactly what you're saying. <laughs> right. Unless they're the people that like, you know, stuck with the startup and now they've got like stake in the company and yeah, like yeah, it yeah. worked out for them. But, you know, I just, I'm not one of those people. But anyway, um, I, so I just quit this job and I was on unemployment and I was at, I was at home a lot of the time and, and I just had a lot of time uh, for myself and I just did a lot of I just, I, I claimed my own time and I think I did a lot of like less thinking and like more just like being, Mm. um, and like, especially with my, uh, my work and my band's songs that we had been kind of playing out for 
I mean, we've been together for almost six years, um, which is- This is the band Milk. This is the band Milk, my band Milk. We actually just changed our name from Milk to the band Milk. Love it. It should be noted. Uh, Love it. But- but yeah, I mean, we, we've been a band for about six years and um, about, th- I want to say almost three years ago, we released um, an EP uh, of six tracks. And, um, you know, ever since we had released that project, we, we did a lot of playing around LA and we were really just trying to push it you know, and Mm -hmm. trying, we were just trying to get out there, trying to get the project out there and trying to build an audience. And we, we played for, for one year. It it felt like we were playing like every weekend, every week while it was really beautiful and enriching and also new because when we had recorded the EP um, as, as Milk at the time, we had been working with um, another bandmate who before we had even released our first release had quit the band like a month before we released it. And so it was this very big thing of kind of resituating, you know, what our makeup looked like. And Mm -hmm. I ended up just kind of, at, at first I was the, you know, lead singer of the band and, um, but you know, had, had written a lot of the songs and we, and we all write together collectively, but it just got to the point where after a couple of years of bandmates kind of rotating, um, it was just, it was like, you know what? I play piano um, and I can do this. And, and it wasn't, you know, it wouldn't have been without, I think, Kid or Ian to, to also embrace the knowing that I could do that. And so, yeah, we, we ended up taking a year to explore that as a trio. We played out live a lot and a lot of the shows were really fun. A lot of them were like (laughs) funny and experimental. And, um, and it got to the point where we were playing out so much. I think we all were a little blinded by the repetition and Mm. it got to this point of like, why are we doing this again? Like, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever felt like that. I, I like, actually feel like I'm listening to myself talk right now because everything that you've described so far is something my band has gone through. Like even the, the even the sense of like kind of unexpected downsizing and like we were a five piece and then like it, there were kind of some uh, oh. frustrations brewing, I'd say. And so the three of us decided to part ways with two of the members and then again we kind of had to go through the same thing because we literally were playing shows every weekend in orange county like hustling and doing what we quote are supposed to do to like build the audience and stuff yeah then we had to like quickly re-visualize what our makeup was and like what our identity was and then like yeah we kind of hit that wall we were like why why are we why are we doing this like why um so yeah Yeah. everything you're saying is like resonating with at the very least an audience of me (laughs) i'm so glad i mean although i'm sure you know like going through that it's like it's so nauseating and Mm -hmm. also really like off-putting because it's like this collective like identity crisis that you're having all together but individually but together and you're also doing it you know when you're when you add performing into the mix you're also doing it in front of these audiences and you know all of this to say it just got to the point where uh 
we had played one last show probably in 2019, I think at the end of November. And, and I just, I was such a wreck after that show. I, I it was one of those mm. shows where I was just like, I think it was, we got to this boiling, I got to the boiling point of like, what the fuck, like, what are we doing? Like, what, why are we doing this? I don't know what any of this means. And classic Ian and Kit were just like, we love you. And like, we're doing this. And like, it doesn't make any sense right now, but it'll make sense. And I'm just like, what? And do you, you know, do you feel like, sorry to interrupt, but do you feel like that, that moment or that realization for you was like, was coming and it could have been any show on any day on any night? Or do you think there was something specific about that particular show that kind of like ignited that, that realization for you? Uh, I mean, yeah, that night was a little bit uh, complicated for multiple reasons. I was playing, it, it was the three of us as a trio. It was at Hotel Cafe on the second mm -hmm. stage, which is like for yeah. our band and so many artists and bands, home. Home. Yeah. You get it. I know you guys just played there. You made a live record yeah. there recently. It was so cool. <laughs> um, but we, yeah, we played a show there and I think we opened for this band called The Misters mm -hmm. and um, they were really cool, really awesome. I don't think they were from here. I think they were like, uh, I forget where they're from, but um, yeah, we played and I just, it was a rocky night for me. I just, I wasn't fully feeling I don't think I was fully feeling confident in my playing yet. And I, mm. you know, when you're on stage and you play the wrong note, or maybe mm. you, 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 I know you're a drummer. So maybe you like, maybe you missed a beat or whatever, something happens and you're not there for a second and you miss it and you, you, you know, mess up. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was a lot of moments like that for me that night. And I just couldn't seem to get out of my own way. Um, and toward the end of the set, we played this song called easy and, um, I wasn't planning on sharing this, but we played the song called Easy, which is off of our uh, EP and, um, you know, pretty like intense, powerful song. And the, our, our ex-bandmate was in the audience okay. and because he's he's been a friend of mine for, you know, over a decade. Yeah, and sure. um, and I just said, you know, this is our last song. And, you know, I, I, an old friend is in the audience and he knows this one. And if he wants to come and play with us, you know, that would be wonderful. But if not, we don't need to, we can just jump right into this. And, and he was like, I'll do it. And he came up <laughs> and he played with us. And, and it was so, it was, it was a lot of things, but it was really liberating. I think mostly just to be able to just sing again, you know, and not, cause I was still kind of learning I think to feel um, comfortable playing and singing for a lot mm. of my life. Like I've, I've written pieces and songs all my life, but playing them was never something I did until a couple years ago, like playing them myself. Um, Cause I always felt like I was more of a vocalist. So I think like getting the opportunity to, to just be the singer that night was such a release for me mm. and yeah, and I just kind of, I, I lost it in the green room after. And there were all these people coming up to me like after that show. And it was a later show and it was like a Saturday night and there were just a lot of drunk people there. And um, honestly, thank God there were a lot of drunk people there. <laughs> but um, they came up to me after and I was like, you know, packing up my Nord and like, just like breaking down. And they came up to me afterwards and they were like, just never give up. 
like keep going. Oh, no. And I'm like, and I think that was also what it brought me to the point of like, fuck, like, oh God, they, you know, they were able to see through me, yeah. you know? And yeah. so I kind of like broke oh, down man. and, and kids just like, right. And I'm in, in the green room. I came into the green room, like hysterically crying. And I was just like, oh my God, like, I just can't believe. And kids like rubbing my back and he's like, oh no, like it's, it's okay. Like, this is going to be okay. You know, this is just one night. And, and Ian was like, <laughs> Ian, Ian didn't really say anything the whole time. I think he was just like there, like this, like sitting in the corner. Mm-hmm. And then he ended up walking to me to my car that night. And, um, and I put my Nord in my trunk and he was like, mom, like, I love you. And like, I love this band. And like, we, like, we're always going to do this. Like for the rest of our lives, we're going to do this. You know, like we do, it doesn't need to be like, we don't need to like take it that seriously like without him saying that he was kind of saying that and I was like thanks you know and and then so yeah so that was a couple years back but that was the last show I think that we had played before the pandemic hit and and then COVID hit and the world's um you know kind of stopped a little I guess for a sec and so I had the time and I had the time to look at these songs that we had been playing out that whole year and that we had been writing for years mm-hmm. um that just weren't they we didn't track those songs when we tracked the ep because we were still kind of in the process of finishing them i mean mm-hmm. one of the songs on the record the oldest song that we have and it's it's six years old and we finished it the day before we recorded it oh wow so Things take time, you know, yeah, you can't yeah, always yeah. like I love that. finish things when you when you want to. But anyway, all of this to say, I did have the time and I, I think I realized um, in the f- probably mid 2020 that there was this kind of like underlying theme, I guess, of these songs or to these songs and I was dog walking at the time, making some extra money. And um, I had a lot of time to like, just, you know, I used to walk through Elysian Park a lot and I love it over there. That's it's so cool. Gorgeous. Yeah, that's yeah, great. That's great. Yeah. And it's super stimulating too, to just like let your mind wander. Um, and so I would listen to some of the, some of the demos that we had had were really demos they were more like just yeah. voice memos we yeah. tracked yeah. like yeah. from you know practices i know you know and yep, absolutely before totally. you even explained it i knew exactly what you yeah. yeah and they're the best anyway like the voice memos are always my favorite um yeah. but I, w- I would listen to them and kind of just walk and let my mind wander and i ended up kind of concocting um a concept to fit these 12 tracks that um, I had never really seen uh, like through before, but I was mm-hmm. able to kind of, um, yeah, just create this this concept. And it turned out that we had written unintentionally this conceptual record. And, um, you know, I was able to take some time to kind of create a treatment plan, kind of a script of sorts of, uh, you know, visual references that, would inform the music and and vice versa Mm -hmm. and so and i thought like this this could be such a great animated short 
um, not necessarily a short because the record's like an hour and two minutes, but somewhat short. Um, so yeah, you know, I we moved into this house. Uh, we moved from Koreatown, Eli and I, to this house in Pasadena last year around this time. And, um, you know, we had decided that we were going to utilize the living room as this collective studio with all of our gear and the house actually came with this beautiful 100 year old grand piano which kind of like sold us we were like oh I guess this is the house like it came with this piano you know like <laughs> um but so yeah so we ended up you know working on um the record there over the last year really we we met uh you know, every week, if not every other week. Um, and, you know, I kind of pitched them the, the concept, pitched to them the concept and sent them the, the treatment plan. And um, I sent a, a very rough recording of me playing through all of the songs on this piano, but also kind of like uh, trying to, to guide them through the concepts verbally. Cool. And, um, and, and they were super into it. They were like, yeah, you know? And I was not expecting for them to be so on board, <laughs> but they were. And so, yeah, we met every other week and, you know, um, such an imaginative and it continues to be one of the most imaginative experiences to, you know, just creating, or I guess continuing to solidify and, and finish these pieces with, with Kit and Ian was such a liberating and imaginative process because even though we had this concrete concept that was evolving into all of these things, we were all able to kind of step into the music and visualize this world that didn't really exist, but that was starting to exist as we figured out mm. and were able to musically fill in in between, you know, these black and white kind of lines or whatever. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, we spent the last year um, working on the record, finishing it up, practicing it, writing everything. It's it's because it's conceptual. It kind of has that that feeling that it feels kind of like one long song. Yeah, for sure. Um, the first the first side of the record is actually just one take. It's like twenty two minutes, oh, and wow. um, it's just That's this incredible. one moment of whatever the hell happened that you know in the recording um but yeah so it was a lot of work and we decided to do the whole thing live we did the you know the uh, first side that. is is I one take so and much. yeah i love it too and it you know i mean there were moments where we weren't we weren't loving it because it was for sure yeah for it, sure it's yeah, hard sure. it's hard to get to that point it's almost like you know it felt like we were practicing for a performance because essentially that's kind of what it is, you know, mm -hmm. to, to do something in one go like that. But it was such a blast. It was such a blast. And um, we had intentions of just cutting it at, in the studio, in our, in our home studio. Um, but because there were some uh, relationship complications in the house, we had a uh, mm. bandmate rejoin the band in the house that lived with us and then he quit and, and it was just more drama. And yeah. so I thought, you know, over probably at the end of the summer last year, I thought, you know, like maybe we should record this like somewhere else. It just so happens that Eli had 
And also Eli has been kind of this evolving band member of, of the Mm. band for, for at least like three years. Um, He, he kind of stepped into this project with us and uh, he plays guitar on it so brilliantly. And his instrument is kind of like a character of the, of the record, which is so fun. And he does it just, he does it justice so beautifully, but Mm. um, anyway, Eli had had this friend that uh, had, was, was, I guess, a partner of a studio in Chicago and he just, Eli kind of pitched me this idea. He was like, what if, we, you know, we went to Chicago and just did this in Chicago. And, and then I was thinking, you know, like, yeah, this, that sounds, that sounds good. Like to take this somewhere else might give it life in a new way. And yeah, for sure. So we all ended up flying out there in mid November. It was, I'm an LA native. So it was cold as shit <laughs> yeah, yeah. for me. I was not, yeah. it was like a Siberian prison kind of cold, but like, that that's just how dramatic of a of a person I am <laughs> of a native I am I love that um yeah so that's we where would... the wedding that I was just at this weekend was in Chicago and it was still very very no. cold yeah no <laughs> yeah, 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 that's yeah. wow that's insane where in Chicago I, um it was uh, I, I I don't know to be honest. With I don't you. know. It's okay because um, I don't think I can tell you exactly. Yeah, where it was at this like because... it was at this like mansion, like this old school mansion though, which was so oh. cool and so beautiful. And so my partner is like she was born in Europe. She grew up in uh, you know Albany, and her family's from Michigan. So like she knows cold. And I was like, it's freezing outside. She's like, it's not freezing outside. And I was like, maybe for you, but I grew up in Texas and I live in LA. It's freezing I'm outside. From Texas. <laughs> yeah. I can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you and me both. Because when I was there, I I had I I wore this big puffy like Uniqlo jacket that was a gift to me. I'm so grateful. I love for it. The people that gifted me that jacket, but it 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 helped, you know, but it mm-hmm. it didn't. It, it didn't, didn't change. At the same time, yeah. <laughs> it didn't change my LA native makeup. I love um, it. But yeah, so <laughs> we we flew to Chicago. We flew together. It was our first time taking um, this trip uh, as a band, um, which was really awesome because we we have mostly just like played in LA for mm. a long time, um, and yeah, so it was really awesome. Uh, we took our one of my best friends also is our manager of our band Melanie Schutzius um and we all stayed out there and the first night we ended up staying with uh this this friend of ours who I I won't mention his name but I I have to at least make up a name or something let's just go with like Jack let's just go with Jack yeah perfect um we we stayed with we stayed with Jack an hour outside of the city well not an hour probably closer to two hours outside of the city in this town. I won't mention the town, but the town was basically in the middle of nowhere. Okay. And um, <laughs> it felt kind of like the type of place you go when, or not, nobody intentionally goes to these towns, or I don't know, I, sh- I shouldn't say that, but um, if it felt like the type of place, the, the type of town where you go and you feel like somebody's like going, like you feel like somebody just went missing, like mm. a block away. Like I don't. It yeah, kind of felt it. like I that. It. I get it. To me, 
Um, but you know, again, I'm just an LA native. What do I know? Um, so I'm there, we're there and we spend the night at, at Jack's place mm-hmm. in this town, two hours outside of the city. Uh, Ian is there. Melanie is there. Eli and I are there and we spend the night and Kit flies in early the next morning. We all get breakfast. We head to the city and, and we're all just having this moment. Like we're here and like, we're doing this and we're doing this all together. And this is just a fucking blast, you know, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. so we have breakfast, we go to the studio and the studio is this, like, it's in this big building. It's like brick stone building and it's on the top floor. And it's essentially like this warehouse okay. that they insulated for sound and you know really tall ceilings a lot of light but not that much light because it's chicago sure. in november yeah. <laughs> so it's like a lot of white <laughs> yeah. nothingness yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so we're there you know when we get in and everyone situates themselves and there's this gorgeous dreamy grand piano with like a lot of depth to it mm-hmm. and i just am like so intrigued by it i'm like okay this is what i'm going to be playing cool because i had just been playing my upright at which i love Mm -hmm. it's so comfortable to me so i was like getting used to this new instrument and you know kit and ian were kind of getting comfortable with their instruments and eli and mel went upstairs to the control room because the control room kind of overlooked the studio oh cool and so you go up this like very like dark staircase and it's like it's a it's a little weird like it's there is a vibe to it you know and so they go up there and they look at each other and they're like oh something just walked through us (laughs) and i wasn't there for this i just heard Uh about this like secondhand but it makes all the sense in the world for reasons you'll discover but um (laughs) so that was the first that was like one of the that was the first session. That was the start of the first session. They came downstairs and um, I don't think I had known about that quite yet, but there definitely was this like interesting um, vibe there that Mm -hmm. it felt like a little bit just because of how the space was, you know, it was kind of this like revamped like warehouse to that was a studio. Like it had this almost like industrial kind of feel to it, but it was also Mm. like we had everything we needed. All the gear was there and you know, we just needed to play the songs and do it. So, so we got to work. You also had to turn off the heat to record, (laughs) which is something that I like, I swear before we even got on the plane to Chicago, I was thinking about that. I was like, God, I hope that this place is like, I hope we're still going to be able to, you know, use the heat in the middle of the winter in the Siberian prison of a, you know, w- this weather yeah. in Chicago. And so, of course, like, I was right. So, you know, Jack, the engineer who's engineering the session, he's like, you know, if you, if you guys are ready, like, we're going to turn off the heat. So we had been warming up. We were like, okay, let's do this. So we start and we start tracking side A. It was so... It was like one of the hardest things that we had ever done. It, it was so crazy. Like, I, I, I think at the time we couldn't tell if it was because we had, you know, trekked out here and made all of these sacrifices to do this. And, you know, also we really wanted to do the project justice. But like, it was more than that. Like, it, mm. every, people were uncomfortable. It was like this feeling of 
like the heat was off. It was like 25 degrees outside and we were like sweating and like, like I felt like, I don't even, I don't even know how to explain it to you, Trey. It just mm. felt, it was so hard to get through that first take. And then when, when we were done with the take, we all just kind of looked at each other and we were like, this is just, this is, this is not how we thought this was going to go. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. this is just kind of feels weird, but we kept on trying to just stay open. So, you know, Jack was like, let's do another take. And I was like, you know, do another take. Let's just keep going. So we keep going. We do it again. It's still just like, this, like stuck feeling of like, God, this is so fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. It just, honestly, that's what it felt like. It felt so uncomfortable and, and we're like still sweating all these things. And, and then, but we just keep, we keep going for it. And, mm -hmm. and it's getting to the point where it's getting really hard because again, we're wanting to do it in one go. We're doing it in one go. We're doing it in one go. The day is passing by. And then Jack finally suggests, he's like, why don't you guys just like split it up, split it up in two parts. So it doesn't need to be so intense. Yeah. 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 And I really didn't want to do that. And, but I was just like, well, let's yeah. fine. Like, let's try it. And so we did. And it went okay, you know, and so we had, it had been like, you know, it had gotten to like 11 p.m. at this point and Kit had flown in really early um, that morning. What, do you like, remember around what time you guys actually like started tracking? I think we started tracking like probably around, and he had landed, Kit had landed in from L.A. in Chicago around like 430 I just didn't want to, I didn't want to make us go until we had yeah. nothing left. So like, a, this is a long day for all of you. And then especially a long day for Kit who has been there. Yeah. And he yeah. just, I love him so much. He just rallied. Like he got there and we got breakfast and I was like, how are you doing? Cause it, when we got breakfast that morning, like it was like probably 8 AM. And, and I was like, how are you doing? And he was like, I'm ready. Like, Let's just cool. do this. Yeah, Let's just yeah, get yeah. this done, you know? And and he had that momentum. But anyway, we run through this whole session. It's difficult. It's uncomfortable. The studio is, it feels like there's something happening that we can't really see there. Yeah. And maybe we're a part of that in some way. Like, so anyway, the day ends and it's like 11 p.m. And we go over back to this Airbnb um, in the city Mm -hmm. where we all stayed at and crashed at so that we didn't have to go all the way back totally. to the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> yeah, and totally. um, so we get back and I made the mistake of leaving my, I'm a, I'm really into crystals and I left my moonstone crystal, um, which is like a really pungent stone. It was gifted to me by my good friend Mecca and, and she told me like be careful with this because it's it's pungent and like it will attract Got it. and i made the mistake of leaving it underneath the grand piano that night that first session that we oh. were there and so we get back to the studio the next day it was a saturday morning mid-afternoon and we get back in and we're feeling ready to go and i'm like oh fuck like i left the moonstone here so i i take it and I put it in my backpack and I and I just remember thinking like probably wasn't that smart but like it'll probably be okay so then we have this whole other session and again it's like we're it's it's a it's hard it's feeling really hard it's feeling like a hard session like I'll be the first to admit it and I know that they would be too if Kidney and were here yeah, and sure. and Eli 
it was just hard. It was uncomfortable. There was a lot going on, a lot we didn't understand and a lot of things we couldn't get right. Um, and it felt different from, you know, the, the progression of all of our rehearsals, all of, all of this work that had led us to this moment that, and it was, it was kind of a, a little bit of a letdown and, but you know, we had faith and we pushed through it and we were able to finish nine tracks out of the 12 uh, by this time Sunday rolled around, that was our, the last session. We were cutting it pretty close to mm-hmm. Ian and Kit and Mel's um, flight time. We had two hours to kill before they had to get on this plane. So we thought, you know what, let's call it. Like we're in a good place, nine out of 12 tracks. This is great. Not, not what I had intended. I wanted to go out there and finish our record, but yeah. I was like, this is great, we'll take it. So we drive into the airport. It's like a really... It's, it's somewhat victorious of like, we did this, you know, sort of. And like, yeah, this absolutely. was fun. And it was such a blast yeah. just being there, you know, together. And we're just like kids, you know, we're just yeah. like children. So we drop them off. We say goodbye. See you in LA. And Jack and Eli and I are, you know, the, the three remaining. And, and he's like, I got to go back to the studio tonight to, um, you know, clean up the session. And also I had had a drive that was downloading all of the all of the recordings so that mm-hmm. i could take them back to la and you know work on them with, in my own sessions and so he said you know what how about i drop you guys off in the city and you guys can go celebrate and ha- go have a drink go have a meal i'll mm-hmm. be back in an hour and a half so eli and i are like okay that sounds good so we you know he drops us off in the city and we're walking and walking and we're trying to find the right restaurant and like i think trey that there was something going on that night <laughs> I mean, sometimes I could be indecisive, but like, it just felt like the wind was like taking us in all of these different directions. <laughs> and finally we found this like Italian place. We sat and we ate a meal and we had just been going all weekend. And, you know, Eli's like, how are you feeling? Like, this is crazy. Like, you know, and we're kind of just debriefing and processing. And I was feeling like really like emotional that mm. night. Um, again, there was something going on that I think I was like maybe tapped into or something because I was super emotional and we ended up like finishing dinner and, and I, I think I hadn't had a moment alone in days and, Mm. you know, and also like, I wanted to make sure like everyone was having a good time and I just wanted to make sure my band was like happy and that we were you know, doing okay, especially like amongst the discomfort of that studio, like, yeah, for sure, you know, um, so I kind of ended up just like kicking it on the sidewalk. And I just, again, I'll be, the, I'll always be the first to admit me breaking down and crying. But I, again, I just had a moment, I was, had a moment and, and, you know, Eli gave me some space. And when Jack dropped us off, uh, he said, you know, I'll be back in an hour and a half, you know, I'll meet you guys mm-hmm. in this area. So we had, we'd stayed in the area. And so we were just kicking it and Jack was going to be there any moment. And we're waiting in the fucking freezing cold. I'm like, where, where's Jack? Like, I just need to go home. Like, I think like recording opened up like a whole other box of things that I didn't even know was going to be a thing. Or so Mm -hmm. I thought at the time. And I was like, I just need, we just need to go. I need to get in bed. I need to take a shower. I need to go. Mm -hmm. And Eli's like, I know, I know. So he's like texting Jack no response turns into two hours oh my god i text him again no response no response no response two hours turns into 245 to you know two hours 45 minutes 
we're like walking around, like trying to find someplace warm to, and it's not like we can Uber back to the middle of nowhere, which is two hours away. That's like a two hour ride. And you know, we don't have the key to his place. So we're waiting and waiting. And we finally like, we find this like cookie shop. It's like open, like after midnight and we're in there and, and Eli's like, you know, I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm a little worried, but like, I I have faith, you know, that, you know, we're going to find him and it's going to be fine. And I'm like, not even eating my cookie. And, (laughs) and then, you know, we keep, we keep walking because then now it's like three hours later, like three hours, 30 minutes later, we keep walking. And I'm like, I'm, we need to go like, just find somewhere to, to be warm. So we end up going to this like bar with like Buffalo wings and like the whole thing. And like, it's like a Sunday night too. Like, yeah. and Eli and I just kind of have this moment of like, okay, it's like almost four hours now. Like, yeah, something is wrong. Something's wrong. <laughs> like what, where is he? And is he okay? Yeah. You know, and, and Eli's calling and calling and he's like, I don't know what to do. What do you think we should do? Should we, should we just like, should we get like, try to see if we can get like a, a hotel or something? Like, cause, cause the Airbnb, that, that booking had already expired. You know, we were going to stay with Jack yeah. that night. Yeah, yeah. And right in that moment, as we're like, something is wrong. Like, we, we don't know, like, what should we do? Eli gets this call from this unknown number and he answers and Jack's like, Eli, oh my God. I've been trying to find you guys. I've been looking all over for you guys for the past couple of hours. Like I'm here at this bar. Where are you guys? And Eli's like, what, why don't you have your phone? Like what, what's going on? Like, are you okay? We thought you got jumped or something like what, you know, like, (laughs) and he's like, he's like, Oh, I'm just meet me. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on the corner of this and this, like, just meet me there. Like I'm in, I'm in the, in the minivan, drove this really big minivan odyssey. And so we go outside and we find him. I go, I go into the minivan and just like sink into the backseat. Yeah. Like, take us home. Like, I'm just like, let's go. <laughs> and, and, but we're, Eli's like, dude, what? Are you okay? Like, what happened? Yeah, like, what are you okay? And, happened? Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, oh my God, we all were so relieved because we all thought that something had happened to each other because what had happened was. Oh, I didn't even think about that yet. <laughs> yeah. What had happened was he had left his phone at the studio which was further away i guess Mm -hmm. much you know too far enough for him to go back and get his phone so i think he you know he had told us originally you know i'll be back in an hour and a half so he thought he tried us at the restaurant we weren't there and then he tried bar hopping to see if we were like okay you know in the area so he ended up calling his like (laughs) his ex from a stranger's phone at the bar oh my gosh to get Eli's number, which was like a whole other thing. Anyway, he tells us all of this in the car. It all makes sense. Everyone's safe, we're all together. Yeah. He drives us back to his place. Eli and him have this like two hour conversation that I was like, I was like lucid dreaming in the back seat. Like I fell through that, that seat, I swear. I was like yeah. in another place. <laughs> and so we get there, we go to bed, pass out wake up the next morning. This is, this is now Monday morning. Okay. So we wake up and, and Jack um, is like, I got a couple things to do today. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys want to like come with me back into the city because there are, there was a reason to go back. I didn't, 
I didn't quite know yet what it was. And so I was like, that's cool. You know, can you drop us off at this, you know, at like a diner? Cause I was really hungry and I'm also like a diner queen. I love diners. Yeah. <laughs> so we went to this diner called the bright spot okay. and <laughs> it was not a bright spot, but it, <laughs> but it, um, so, so Jack drops us off there and he still doesn't have his phone cause he left it at the studio. Oh yeah. And so he says, you know, stay here. I'll be back in an hour. And we're like, cool. So we go in, we go in and like, we, in, we just intuitively, you know, it's like, these are COVID times. Like, let's be, you know, cleanly. So we go and we wash our hands. Mm-hmm. And then we sit down at this booth and there are like four people there in this, you know, diner in the middle of nowhere. And there are like two older women, you know, in the corner booth who are like kind of eyeing us down because, you know, we're like not from there. And then these other like two dudes, two older guys at the diner bar. And the waitress comes up to us and she's super sweet and she puts down hot coffees and we're like, oh, okay, like we're going to eat hot food and like, you know. She goes back to the bar and pulls down her mask a little bit and she's talking to these guys and I'm just like, you know, I'm always like, I'm always scared of your room. Yeah. And she's talking to these two guys and she's like, yeah, I just, I don't know what to do anymore. And she's like, I don't know, my mother, she's just really been struggling so much and now my sister has it and, and, and I had to take my mother to the emergency room last night. And because she can't breathe, she can't breathe oh anymore. Gosh. And she, they had to put her on a ventilator. So it turns out she's like been taking care of her, her sick mother, her poor sick mother, you know, and, and she's still coming into work. And now, you know, who am I to say that that's wrong when our system yeah, yeah, no longer compensates people, yeah, no longer sends out stimulus, you know, checks to anyone, you know, a lot of people, can, you know, they have to go, they have yeah. to make a living. So who am I to say that that was wrong? I, you know, I'm overhearing this yes. and she's like, my mom can't breathe. And I don't, I don't know what to do. And I got tested last Thursday. And I'm like, last Thursday, Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like last Thursday. Okay. So I like look at Eli and I'm like, we gotta go. Yeah. This is not the place for us to eat. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. So we leave and like, you know, and we were like kind about it. We didn't just like walk out. We were like, thanks yeah, so much. Like we're, sure. you know, we're gonna, we're gonna, I don't even remember what we said, but I was like, thanks so much. You know, have a good one. And she looked at Eli and I think I, he apparently said that she seemed to have figured out when we were walking out that she had maybe spoken a little too loud, but honestly, thank God, thank God that she had been speaking at that volume because, you know, I don't know. I don't know. So we, we leave Eli's like, well, we have to stay here because Matt doesn't have his phone. We can't just like go Mm -hmm. to a different place. This is like, this town is like nowhere town. Yeah, like, yeah. And I'm like, but that, but we can like walk to the gas station and get a coffee. Like I'm freezing, you yeah. know? Um, this whole story, I'm just talking about like how cold I am. <laughs> just such a joke. Um, such a wuss. I love it. So we're walking and we go to the gas station, get a coffee. We walk back. It's just, again, it's just a weird town. I'm not getting the, greatest vibes like there was we we ended up walking back to the bright spot bright spot parking lot and there was this woman in her car with her son and she had just parked like in this alleyway behind the parking lot and she like just just like lighting up a cigarette like smoking a cigarette in the car like with her son 
Mm. And I was just like, this is an this is an interesting day. Like there were a lot of like <laughs> crows around. I don't know. Just it was such a there was something happening. And and then her son got out of the car, you know, to like get some air. And I was like, okay, that's good for him. And and you know, Eli's just like sitting on the curb, like staring down. And I'm and I just I was just like, you can't make this shit up. Like this is just <laughs> funny. And I just kind of started laughing. And then, and then I had this moment of like, I just surrender. Like everything has gone wrong, you know? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, it yeah, kind yeah. of feels like it's heading in that direction. And so I just start dancing. I like turned on Young Hearts, Run Free, which is like this great disco yeah, song that I love. Yeah, and I just fucking danced. <laughs> and Eli was like, okay, Ma, like you're crazy, you know, like. And right in that moment, Jack pulls up in his minivan and he's like, what's good? He's like, you had a good meal, huh? And I'm like, yep. Like, we get in and we tell him, you know, what had happened. And he's like, wow, like, wow, I eat at the bright spot a lot. Like, I, I, and he he was like, I better tell my dad because his dad also like eats at the bright spot like Uh every day. Oh my gosh. And we were like, you know, you take care of everything you have to take care of. He's like, yeah, we need to go back home though for a sec because I have to, I have to practice mandolin. He's also an incredible songwriter, engineer, musician, That's artist. Cool, yeah. That's cool. And so he had a gig to play in two days or something. So he's like, I need to go home and practice for like an hour. And we're like, That's cool. We have to pack up our stuff anyway. Cause we thought we we're gonna go back to the city and then maybe spend the night in the city somehow. Mm-hmm. We hadn't booked anything. We just thought maybe we'll stay with a friend or we'll just figure it out. Jack's upstairs yep. practicing mandolin and Eli and I are downstairs and we're kind of packing up. And I bring out my suitcase to the kitchen because I'm like ready to go. And Eli comes out, brings out a suitcase. And I'm like, oh, no, (gasps) someone I just I had this feeling in my stomach, like this, like deep, shattering feeling in my Mm. stomach. And I was like, someone know and love is not okay." And I was like, I and and I also was thinking, like, did someone die? Like, I don't know. I just had this like crazy feeling. And, and I was like, Eli, text your brother. I thought there were like three people in particular. I was like, I've got to reach out to this person. Eli texts this person. And then right in that moment, Jack comes down the stairs, you know, kind of just stops at the platform of the stairs. And, and I'm like, Jack, I like, I'm getting this really weird feeling. And I just, I, I think someone I know is not okay. And I just, I don't know what's going on, but I was like, are you okay? Are you okay? You know? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay. And he just kind of sat down and I'm like, okay, like, uh, what's going on? You know? And he's like, I don't know how to tell you guys this. The reason why I took so long the other night at the studio, not because I was spending all that time looking for you guys, but because when I went back to the studio after I dropped you guys off for dinner, I went to go check on your drive. I'd given him a drive so that he could download mm-hmm. all the stems so that mm-hmm. I could take it back with me. It's like when I, go, when I went to go look at the drive, I just went to go make sure everything was cool and I couldn't find side A. So I thought that was weird. So I, I checked the, you know, the studio hard drive mm-hmm. just, just so I could re-download it. And he said, I was looking and I found the session, but it was like grayed out. And I tried to click on it. It, was, it, had, it had no access. It, it led to nowhere. It was nothing. It was nothing. Oh it was session. Gosh. And he was like, so it, it just, it was gone. And I freaked out and I like, didn't know what to do. And I was like having a panic attack and all these things. And, you know, he was like one of our really good friends too. And so like, of course, listening and like, obviously appalled, but like, just like holding space for him too. And like, it was just like, I was freaking out. And I ended up calling this like Apple technician who was able to do like a recovery scan of all of everything that had ever been downloaded or created on that hard drive. That's why it took so long because we were, I was trying to wait there to complete the scan, but at the end of the night, it like reached completion and it wasn't there. And I was like, huh? Oh, okay. Oh my God. And, and he goes, but, 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 but I started another scan when I left. That was, a, a, I guess it was a different kind of recovery scan ended up taking a lot longer so he was like you know part of the reason why i want to go into the city today is i want to see if it's still there oh my gosh i'm sorry i'm sorry it's okay if we need to take a break no it's like it's so stressful (laughs) it's just anyone who's ever recorded anything like understands how how stressful that is especially for you two who had been so worried and had some sort of relief in that worry are now being given that worry again oh man yeah so he's like you know uh, he was like 
it would probably be a good idea, you know, for you guys to come with me and we could go just check on the skin, see if it's there. And, and Jack is just apologizing, apologizing. And honestly, when he told us, I was surprisingly relieved because I could have mm. sworn that someone died. I could mm. have sworn that someone died. And I was so relieved to know that it, it wasn't an actual person but maybe yeah. more of a yeah it wasn't you know, someone it was, was something yeah was something yeah yeah, yeah. By our intellectual property um oh but <laughs> so we go into the city and i just decided you know with jack especially because he was so i think he was really embarrassed and he felt so bad and you know we, we had been good friends and so i just said to him i was like you're not the computer and yeah. this is we have to just we have to go see if it's there. And yeah. and I was like, you know what? Strangely, somehow this whole trip has kind of like made me feel a little closer to like what faith means to me. Mm. And like, I think that I just, we need to all just believe that it's there. And if, you know, if, I, and I couldn't even say the words because I wasn't yeah. willing to accept that reality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, if then, you know, that means that it wasn't it. Yeah. And he's just like, okay, okay, okay. You know, like crying and, and I'm like, okay, so let's go, let's go to Chicago. So we go and, and we just like, you know, we have a great time on our way there. It's like a mm -hmm. two hour trek and we go, we get there. It's starting to become a little more tense when we're in the studio, just because naturally the studio yeah. is quite frankly haunted. It's a haunted yeah. studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. which is somewhat fitting for the record anyway, because the record is, it's an homage to grief and it takes place in this kind of like spirited abandoned house. So mm -hmm. it almost kind of lended itself in a strange way. But anyway, we get there and, you know, we go up to the control room and it's still scanning. We've got about like 20 minutes left and Eli gets this call from his brother and he was like, I'm going to take this. So he goes downstairs and he talks to his brother and it's just Jack and I in the control room. And I can tell that he's starting to like freak out because yeah. we're about to know, is it gone or yeah. not? And so he turns around and he's like, okay, I have a plan B. And I was like, you mean a plan C because <laughs> this is, this was the plan B, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, I, you know, if he was like, if there's this thing called drive busters, I think. And he was like, you know, there are these like engineer tech guys like like physically bust open the like hard drive of your computer and they like manually like try to find all this stuff. And he's like going on and he's like, this is, this could be our, you know, our hope and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh man, I'm like, okay, why don't we talk about this after the scan's done? Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, 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 no. We need, we need to talk about this now. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, so I need the number to the owners to 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 the owners i need the number to the person that owns the studio because while you you know were the person conducting the session and playing computer you weren't the computer you know yeah. so like this technically took place on his property right it's not jack's studio it's the owner's studio so i said you know at this point like you know if if the scan mm -hmm. is unsuccessful I need the number to the owner and I need to open up a dialogue and it doesn't need to be, I'm not trying to go after anyone. We just, we need to, we need to get them involved. We need to get him involved mm -hmm. and he needs to know. And he's like, no, 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 no. You know, Jack's like, no, 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 no. We can't do that. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, Jack, yeah. I come on. 
you know, this you do, is, yeah. you do. <laughs> yeah. And, and he's it's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm gonna. And I was like, well, how much is this drive busters thing? And he's like, it's three K, but I'm going to pay for it. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, you're not going to pay for that. You know, like we're not, we're all songwriters. Like we're not like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not like, you know, ghost writers for like top liners, you know, like we're, we're all on the same page and I'm like 3k, like you're not going to pay for it. No, like that's, and he's like, no, no, no. Like, you know, and, and I'm like, no, I, I you know, I need, I need his number and it's okay. And he's like, no, like, let me just pay for my piece. And I'm like, I don't really think that's how peace works, but yeah. you know, if that's what you think, then, you know, I don't know, like, can we at least talk about this after the scan's done in that moment, scan completes, he turns around, he looks at it and he turns back to me and he's like, oh, and I was just like, oh. it was, it was the first time that I knew what our reality was as opposed to like, you know, going down yeah. a fear trip, yeah, like, yeah, Oh yeah. God, what if it's not there? You know, which is something that, Jack was doing the whole time, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just, I was deciding to not do that. And then the reality of the situation presented itself. And I was like, okay, I got it. I need to take a moment. I went outside, took a moment. And I was thinking to myself, like, maybe this is like, I don't know, like, maybe this is like some kind of sign. Like, maybe we're not supposed to be doing this. Maybe this is too intense of a project. Maybe this is, mm -hmm. you know, maybe hypotheticals, maybe, maybe. Yeah. And I ended up calling a friend and she talked me down and she was just like, no, this is fucking bullshit. Go in there, get the owner's number, have that conversation. You don't need to, you know. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. It's been what I've been trying to do. So I go back in and and poor Eli, you know, yeah. he's he he never, you know, tried to drive the situation. He was always just kind of like, what do you want to do? You know, and he mm -hmm. was just kind of an instrument there for for me also to to use and navigate our way through what we were going through. And you know, I went back inside the studio and he was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I need to talk to the owner of the studio and we just need to open up a dialogue. And, you know, at least like, I got to get my money back. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we all flew out here and yeah, hundred percent. So in that moment, like Jack comes out and he's like, I'm so sorry. Like I'm going to pay for the drive buster. And I was like, no, you're not like, I'm getting, I'm getting the number, you know, I need to get, the person's number and he refuses refuses and then tells me some 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 story of like why he can't give me his number and at that point I was just so exhausted that mm -hmm. I just chose not to fight him on it and I was like okay and we like you know to kind of calm the tension in the room like we smoked a joint and like left the space and we left that studio with with four out of 12 tracks and Oh, you know, man. we went back home. When I got back home, I texted Jack and, and I just was like, I can't, I can't believe this, you know, like, this is kind mm -hmm. of crazy. And he was like, I know, like, I actually ended up paying for a third scan with a different Apple tech. And I must've deleted the session because it just, it's nowhere to be found. Oh my gosh. I was really gutted. I gotta be honest. I was really well, gutted. Yeah. And <laughs> Eli was gutted and then I had to tell Kit and Ian they were like what <laughs> they were just like what are you Ian especially was like I'm sorry <laughs> what like this doesn't make any sense the only thing that I still to this day can like think of that might have happened was I mean that was a haunted ass studio like part of me thinks like maybe 
I mean, this is a far out thought, but like, I, I think sometimes like, God, maybe like, maybe the spirits in there just wanted to hear, you know, maybe they wanted to mm. hear the record and maybe they've found a way to, to hear it through the computer. And then maybe they couldn't figure out a way to put it back <laughs> yeah, in its yeah. place. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I, I like to have that thought, you know, like who knows if that's actually what happened, but I'd like to think it went like that, but you know, throughout all of this, I had been in touch with our bands, basically one of, I mean, he's like a bandmate. Mm -hmm. He's one of our bandmates, sort of. He's like our band dad and his name is Alex Cherie. And he's one of my best friends in this life. And he um, is the reason why we're a band in like 2017. I started um, recording at his studio that he opened. It was called Seaward Studios. And um, Ian and Kit were the session players that had come in that cool. he knew. And um, yeah, and so Alec and, and his wife, they kind of ran this, this studio um, out of their house in, in North Hollywood. And it was such a, it was more than a studio. I mean, Alec is an incredible engineer, incredible mm -hmm. person, incredible artist, incredible thinker. And his wife, Jessica, Jessica Sherry, Jessica Amal Sherry, she was this amazing um, artist, actor, uh, improv doer, stand-up comedian. She was honestly, she was it. just, a, she was a comedian. She was a laugh. And um, she, they basically are our band's parents, essentially. And because um, that's where we started. We started at SeaWord. And, uh, you know, we've worked with Alec over the years he engineered one of our songs pink visions um that was on our last ep and so anyway i'd been in al i had been in touch with alec throughout this whole mm -hmm. you know trip in chicago because everything was going wrong and it just yeah. you know it got to the point where we got back to la and he called me and he was like what the fuck happened and i told him and he was like no this is not acceptable we're gonna do this this is not you he was like no i'm i'm flying i'm flying out um so he, he had actually just moved to Ohio, um, okay. unfortunately, last, last year in September, um, our dear, dear friend and Alex love, uh, Jessica, she passed away from um, stage four cancer. Oh, I'm so sorry. And uh, left, left behind Alec and, and Regina, their, their baby girl. But so Alec, and she was such an incredible person. Mm. We're actually dedicating the record to her. Mm. Um, she's just so much a part of it in all yeah. the ways but anyway alec uh moved he relocated you mm -hmm. know at the end of last year to get kind of a fresh start and um he he was like i'm flying out in january we're gonna do this i'm gonna track it we'll do it at the house because that's what you wanted to do originally you know and it's free and so i was like okay you know let's do this so we we booked out a weekend in january probably just just about a month ago and it was our first time, is the first time that I, we had seen each other since Chicago. Mm -hmm. And the first time we had played together since Chicago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and Ian and Kate got there and we had a kind of a dress rehearsal on, you know, that Saturday. And it was such a blast. It was like such a blast. <laughs> and we just were such kids with it. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. there were so many fun moments of like, pretending to be characters and like just just be you know being fucking friends we're just yeah. they're my best friends so it was great and we had the stress rehearsal and it went really well and we kind of just rehearsed the whole record 
and then we had plans of recording it the next day that Sunday and so that's what we did we we started early in the morning on that Sunday and we got up and yeah and we went into it and we recorded side a twice and we decided to go with the first take love it I love it yeah yeah and and then you know side b is a little different it was recorded a little differently because it's not that it isn't transitional, but it's less transitional and that mm-hmm. it sounds like one full song side A very much sounds like that as opposed to side B is like kind of more song by song. Mm-hmm. Um, so we tracked, we tracked, you know, track by track um, with each song and, but we did it live. We did multi-track and, and that was such that's a awesome. blast. And yeah, that's awesome. So by the end of the day, I think it took us, we started at 11 a.m. and we stopped at like 9.58 oh my gosh. p.m. And the only reason I can tell you that number specifically is because like this has been a, pr- a project in the making for years. Yeah. So I, I remembered when we ended. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, we, we finished the record. And one of the last songs on the record is called Behind the Door. And it's our oldest song. We've had it for six years and we finished it the day before we recorded it. And, um, and I remember we did two takes of it. And the set, at the end of the second take, we also played in a circle because Alec is so brilliant in the way in which he sets up a, a space and sets up musicians to play toward one another. So we had the upright face. It was in the middle of the room and it was facing Kit and his bass amp. And then Ian was over to the left side of me. So he was picking up the, the heavier end of the piano. And the way he placed everything was so brilliant. And we owe that. We owe that all to him. Love it. Yeah. And we owe so much to him. But yeah. I, I'll never forget playing that last song, finishing. You know, we played the last chord. Da, da, and and I just looked at Ian and I looked at Kit and I looked at Eli. We were done. And there was n- there was not a sound in the room and no breath. And we were all so breathless. And it was like this moment of, of completion of like all this I time we it. had been yes. going through all of these trials and tribulations as a band, as friends, losing bandmates, losing uh, the record, like <laughs> losing people, you know, losing yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And, and there were so many parallels in that moment, but there was also such this moment of like kinship. Um, and it was incredible. And, you know, we debriefed and, and we, it was just a surreal thing. And so, and it's still a surreal thing. And, mm-hmm. and so, so yeah, that's, that's the, that's the story of oh the record gosh. door to nowhere. <laughs> what, so, is it, what is it called again? It's called um, door to nowhere. Door to and nowhere. it's, it's spelled K N O W and then here. So like, no here. Perfect. But yeah, that's that's that's, that's the making of the record. Oh my God, <laughs> so well, I cannot imagine that feeling. The moment you find out it's done, it's not there. It's done. It's it it because like because like you said, like up until that moment, there's always that what if, and there's always that hypothetical, and like no, let's hope for the best. Let's hope for the best, and you're trying to be positive and stuff. And the moment you find out it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. That's it. Yeah. Like that that moment of like realization like as someone who's like spent time in a studio and like spent money on studio and like spent time and sweated and freaked out and like scheduled and all of the above like yeah I can't imagine like that moment is like so heartbreaking to me (laughs) 
Honestly, it's 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 hilarious. It's it has to be hilarious because I mean, because it's, have like, cause to it's laugh. like so unrealistic for it to happen. Because there's so, I feel like there's so many steps along the way that prevent that moment from happening. Right. <laughs> so like for it to happen, yeah. you're like like this cannot be real to be able to then find the way it was supposed to be made. Like this is how this album was supposed to be made with the people that was supposed to be made with in the space it was supposed to be made in. Um, yes. That's yeah. the point. And I think that's amazing. And I, 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 I genuinely can't wait to hear it. Do you, I mean, I know it's still in early phases, but like, do you have a release time frame for the album itself? Um, I really would love to, I would love if, if we could finish this in the next six months. Um, we still have like, you know, like over, like little overdubs to do. It has to be mixed, sure. which sure, Alex Sherry sure. is going to mix it. He's brilliant. Yeah. But you're hoping, um, you're hoping before the end of this year. We're, yes, we're hoping, cool. really hoping it would be, you know, at this point now that it exists outside of all of our bodies, I think we're starting to realize yes. like, oh, this is actually a really vast project and we're going to need a lot of people involved. So I don't know. I, I feel almost like it's irresponsible for me to, to say, I, you know, I, there, there needs to be else. a deadline. Say nothing else. I don't think there should be a deadline. I was just curious. Um, yeah. No, I, I think I, especially I, with something like this, like, I think everyone has already learned, like, this project needs to go at its own pace. So that's exactly. it will be ready when it is fucking ready and not it, a moment sooner. Yeah. Exactly. It will be It will be ready I love when it so wants to be ready. Much. And I, I have never trusted that more. So... Yeah, that's oh my uh gosh, that is so funny. Um, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Like what a yeah, what a wild experience. Thank you for 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 of having course. me and letting me, me share. It, uh where would you prefer that I point people towards um to find you and all of the beautiful art that you create? Thank you. Um I well, I mean I have some solo work um, out under Molly Jane, just an EP of like three songs. Um, actually made it with Kit and Ian many years ago before we were even a band. And then we also, about three years ago, we released a, an EP uh, called Milk and it is under the band Milk on the streaming platforms. Um, we actually only have singles on the streaming platforms. If you are wanting to listen to the whole record, you do have to purchase it <laughs> on iTunes or Bandcamp. Um, Perfect. I'll point people yeah, towards that's... the Bandcamp because their payouts are usually better for the artists. Ah, yes, they are. Yeah. They are. And, and we, yeah, and we so appreciate that. Anybody who wants to, you know, acknowledge our existence by supporting us is is a friend of ours yeah so, i love that i yeah. love that awesome thank you so much i will point people towards those things i'll give you the rest of your day back thank you so much for having me i love me. it yes of course of course of course um yeah thank you again this was awesome and i will yeah. i'll talk to you soon yeah for sure all right, well, <laughs> all right have bye. a beautiful day thank you bye bye Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Tell Me Yours. Thank you, Molly, for sharing that wild story. If you want to follow Molly, head over to Instagram. She is just at Molly Jane Green. If you want to follow her band, The Band Milk, 
on Instagram. They are at the band milk. Again, I'll throw some links in the show notes of this episode. If you want to purchase their most recent EP, head over to Bandcamp. Link is in the show notes of this episode. If you want some extra time with Molly, head over to patreon.com slash tellmeyours. Molly is a dear friend of mine. I loved talking to her. Um, she is an incredible artist. Definitely, definitely head over to Patreon and get some extra time with her. If you want to follow us, Twitter and Instagram, we are at TellMeYoursPod. Be sure to like our podcast, share it with your friends, subscribe to us, drop us a note, leave a review, tell us your favorite story. And until next week, be kind to each other, and we'll talk soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.